that we as mankind, we were created um, to have certain functions in fellowship with God. God created Adam and Eve and gave them specific bodies to fulfill specific roles. He created them with mental and spiritual capacities to um, carry out their role in creation. He gave Adam and Eve an inner person, so to speak, a mind, a will, and affections. And He made them thinking, desiring, feeling, choosing beings in the image of God. We were set apart completely from all other creation. Um, <laughs> we have corrupted that in a great manner. Um, the African lion that was killed, I was told that a grizzly bear this just the other day in Yellowstone Park killed a hiker. Um, an experienced hiker, it said. Um, how do you identify an experienced hiker? You know what I'm saying? But it said, the, the article, I guess, said that they're looking for the grizzly bear. If they can find it, um, they will get rid of it so that it doesn't do that. And people are in protest that they might kill this grizzly bear that killed a human being. I mean, this is how upside down we are. But God created us in the beginning with um, specific functions that separated us from all other living creation. And He placed within us a desire to perform certain functions that as we do, would honor Him and bring delight and joy to us. But as we know, um, sin entered into the world. And since the fall, mankind's basic desire has been, rather than glorifying God, our basic desire has been to glorify and enjoy himself by doing what he thinks will make him happy. And that's where we run into the problem that John addressed in the last verse of his epistle. Little children, keep yourselves from idols. Amen. That we have now this uh, corrupted nature that seeks to, rather than glorify God, glorify self or something else, and rather than look to God and love God, we substitute something for God, and we believe this will make me happy and this will fulfill me, and it is easy, even as a Christian, to slowly and unconsciously have God moved off the throne of our heart and we've made sometimes something very good the God of our life. And when it becomes the God of our life, it is no longer good. 
because God alone is to be the God of our life. And yet we were made in the image of God that, as he says in Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 12, that we should be to the praise of his glory. Now, this is why God sent his Son into the world, not just to save us from the penalty of sin and eternity separated from God, but God sent His Son into the world to restore us to fellowship with God, to restore us so that we could know life to its fullest, so that we could have the joy that He intended us to have in this corrupted world by fulfilling what we were made for. Um, you know, sometimes we as people, um, necessity is the mother of invention, the saying goes. And sometimes I don't know that we invent something, but necessity means that, well, this really wasn't designed to work this way, but I'm going to use this as a temporary fix. And we do things that they weren't really designed. Um, growing up, you probably had various terms for that and um, used a lot of baling wire and things like that to fix things. And um, it, it's, an, it's an interesting thing what some tools are used for. God wants to restore us to what we were created to be used for. And in the book, The Idols of the Heart, there was a chart in there that um, that we want to look at tonight, and and we're going to go down because I felt it it helped us understand this aspect of the idols of the heart. This is what we we were created for, and then this is what we end up doing. And uh, and so we want to just kind of walk through this tonight. And if you'd like the book, um, you can order it at Amazon.com, or I can loan you mine. All right, mine is all highlighted up. And but really, how many of you have ever read the book, The Idols of the Heart? Okay, um, it is a book well worth reading, especially in light of what we're looking at today. But we were created to glorify God. And God created us, first of all, to rule over creation, to bring honor to Him and joy to Himself. Now, this is what we're, we were created to glorify God. Corrupted, we seek to glorify man. So, we seek to control over nature and others to the satisfying of our cravings for self-respect and honor. We want self-respect. We have this corrupted idea that we want to be honored. No one notices me. We have a desire to be honored. Only God is worthy of praise and honor and glory. And we were created to bring honor to God, to bring joy to Him by fulfilling what He was created for. 
Now, God gave us all these mental abilities and, and physical abilities, and we corrupt those seeking to make a name for ourselves, seeking self-respect and honor. There's another area. God designed male and female to physically become one, a man to physically become one with his spouse, so that it enhances unity and joy and with the purpose to produce children who will love, serve, and worship God. Mankind has corrupted that using his sexuality to pursue his own pleasure and power, using his children to glorify himself and build his own kingdom. I mean, honestly, we could do messages on every one of these points here. But but do you see do you see how what God designed for such good our nature and the fallen nature has corrupted and thankfully in Christ we can see it rebuilt and we can honor and glorify God. Um, if you want this list tonight, I'll, I'll make copies of this um, so that you don't have to try to, to write all this down. But notice in this, God, God designed physically, um, it is just amazing... As, as we learn more and study more and know more about the brain, um, there is much more to uh, sexual relationships than, than just the sexual acts. There, God designed it to bring a, a unifying. God designed, there is release of um, oxytoxins and things way beyond what mankind even comprehends. God designed it to bring uh, enhance unity, to bring joy, and He designed it, one of the purposes, without going into a whole series here, is one of the purposes of marriage, of course, is for children and a desire to have them to choose to love, serve, and worship God. But as mankind, we've pursued our own pleasure and power, and isn't it amazing, using our children to glorify ourselves. I mean, if you want a prime example of that, go to a little kid's wrestling tournament. These little kids are scared to death to go out on the mat. No, get out there, get out there, you know. You can do it. They push them out there, and they're out there, and they're scared to death, and and don't know what to do, and and... This wasn't their idea. This was their dad's idea. Come on, I want a, I want a man like me, man. I didn't win many matches, but you can win them, you know, and this and that. And re- making a name for themselves. And, and we love to make names for ourselves. Is it, I, I noticed this as we were driving out west. The ranches have the big, I mean, they get these huge logs like this and put it over their enter and St. Lawrence Ranch, you know, I name, name, 
you know, that name is going to be gone. I don't, 150 years. What is 150 years in life? It's going to be gone. But, but we are out to make a name for ourselves. I need to go, keep going on because there's a lot of them here, okay? God created us, and in it, He gave us a desire to be subduing nature through a joyful work for the pleasure of God. He designed us to work, and it should be something that we do joyfully, and it's for the pleasure of God. We corrupt it by exalting our own significance comfort and worth just by to earn money and prestige. That's the end result of our work. There, the, work is pretty meaningless if the end result is just for money and just for prestige. But if as a believer we see it as this is a way to honor God. Yes, it involves money. But this is a way that I can honor God. This is a way that I can use what He's gifted me with and use it to honor God. God designed us to thankfully be stewarding the resources of creation to sustain our own life and the lives of others. That means taking care of what we have and using it to produce so that we can, we can live we corrupt that through greedily consuming the creation for our own pleasure and mis- mismanaging his, the resources God has given us. How many of you have driven down the road and said, they, they put that ground in crops? That ground should not have any crops on it. That's going to have a... Ro-. How many of you have driven down the road and thought thoughts like that? Right there is a, a perfect example of greedily consuming the creation for the, the, our own pleasure and profit. Not thinking about the fact that, you know, I'm here for a short time, and if the Lord tarries, this land is going to be here for a long time, and how am I going to leave this land for the next generation? Being a wise steward. God created us to joyfully investigate God's sovereign design and order, meaning His creation, and observe it, and learn from it, and use it. But we have corrupted it to where we're striving to beautify Himself and his surroundings, and ignoring God's beauty. When we do not see the creator of the beauty of the creation, we have corrupted it. If you see the beauty of the mountains, but don't see the glory of the one who made the mountains, we have corrupted it. And it's, it's understanding that. It's realizing that uh, I am to be engaging in a concentrated time of rest and fellowship, primarily with the Creator and secondarily with others. 
that's a, a long way of saying I'm building my walk with God. And I am building the rest and fellowship with God and with others, other believers. Mankind corrupts it by pursuing self-focused work or time-wasting recreation instead of God-centered worship. And again, there's nothing wrong with recreation, but when the recreation becomes the purpose of our life, then it's become an idol. When, when that controls, as we talked this morning, our thoughts and our time and our energies and, and we're reading all these things about our recreation and spending all this time and we say, I just don't have time to get in the Word. Oh, really? Let's take a look at your internet history and see what all you've been reading and what all you've been on and then let's see if we could scratch out some of those things and build it with fellowship with God. It's using God's gift of communication to become one with His spouse so that they together would complete God's work, finding joy in their difference and pleasing Him. So, here it's talking about um, learning to communicate. And using that so that we really become one with our spouse, spouse, and it's something that you have to keep learning to do. Keep learning how to communicate so that together you can rejoice in your differences. And together that, as Romans 16 says, we may with one mind and one mouth glorify God. But we corrupt that by as the example here is men trying to remake his spouse into his own image and using his spouse to make him feel loved, needed, and accepted. Also by using the gift of speech to obtain the respect that he craves. Telling others all these things that he can do, using the gift of speech to gain the respect that he craves. That's how we have corrupted it. God designed us to joyfully be joining with others in order to complete God's work for their mutual benefit. Together as a church, joining together with others in order to complete God's work for their mutual benefit. It it means joining together with others, not only just in church. Joining together with with others in work, together for their mutual benefit. Again, all these things run through my mind. We need a whole lesson right from this on the free enterprise system. It's joining together. This person makes this. He does the work, makes this piece of machinery that this person says, wow, that would really benefit me in, in taking care of my crops. So he comes and he says, I'll trade you this money or this animal for this. So it's this man's work has benefited this man, and this man's work has benefited this man. That's called the free enterprise system. It's not called socialism. It's not called Marxism. It's something that we're rapidly getting away. And it's not called... 
taking then what this man makes and what this man makes and giving it to man C who doesn't work a day in his life and giving him everything so that all things are equal. These people that call for equality in, in fiscal responsibilities, the ones calling for it want equality for everybody else except them. I got to keep moving, but that was just extra information there, okay? We have corrupted it so that we're joining with others so we can... The only time we join with others is so that we can overcome feelings of alienation or so we can obtain power that we feel like we're someone, we have power over someone else. God designed us to be glorifying and enjoying God in everything He thinks, everything we think, everything we say and do for our own good and for God's pleasure. The end result of man is to glorify God. We corrupt that. We are glorifying and enjoying ourselves in everything that we think and say and do for our own good and personal pleasure. Do you know how many people, and many times we, sad to say, are motivated by, well, I don't feel like doing that. If you only did what you felt like doing, we'd all be in a heap of trouble. And we need to understand, this is, and this is just a sampling, these are what God created us for, this is how it is corrupted, and this is what presents the idols of the heart. But I think this will make me happy. And, and we're concerned about my happiness. God says, you seek first the kingdom of God and all these other things that you're after. We'll see him in the right light, and God will take care of him. Delight yourself in the Lord. And that's our delight, and then he will give you the desires of your heart. Meaning, you delight in the Lord, he'll give you the opportunity to glorify and honor God. It's not, well, if I delight myself in the Lord, he'll give me a brand new Hummer. He'll give me a ranch with St. Lawrence Ranch over it, and I can ride all day long. No. He'll give me the opportunity to have the joy that I am honoring God in the place that He has put me. Do you understand? God is so concerned, and He wants what's best for us in every detail, that He says... Don't let anything capture first place in your heart. Because it will betray you. And this is what it seems like in all these corrupted things. But he said, they miss, they miss all that God has planned for you. This is what God designed you for. 
I don't have the quote in front of me, but but um, C.S. Lewis said something along, just paraphrasing this, that that we set our sights so low and and settle for such menial things that we think will satisfy us that in essence we settle for the garbage when we could be having this is my paraphrase we could be eating steak and chocolate and all the good things of life god really wants and and it's not the steak and chocolate and that it's the fellowship with god there's nothing that can compare to that. Nothing that can take it. And that's why John said throughout this, he said, man, this is how much God loves you. And look at He's changed your life. You now have a desire to obey Him. You, you now know that you are a child of God. He's given you the peace that you are a child of God. Why would you go love anything else? Why would you chase after that when you have it all in Jesus Christ? And that's where we need to examine our hearts daily and ask, God, would you please show me what I'm really loving? I want to love only you. God, show me where I'm Walking in the corrupted man to glorify man. Show me what, where I'm more concerned what people think about me than I am what they think about you. I've, I've said it often, but you know, you get a, you, you get a realistic picture of, of life when, when you weed eat at a cemetery and you come across a tombstone that's been there since 1888. And you can barely read, the weather is weathered, and you barely read the name, and you stop and you look at that. I wonder what Joe McCormick, it's all that's left of his life right there, the name. There's probably nobody, I'm just using Joe McCormick, I don't even know. Probably nobody around, think of it. Think how brief life is. How many of you knew personally a relationship with your grandparents? Raise your hand. Okay. How many of you knew personally a relationship that you can remember, not just through pictures, with your great-grandparents? Okay. The numbers cut in less than a third. How many of you knew personally a relationship with your great-great-grandparents? Look at that. Right there, four generations. Look how quickly. Only what's done for Christ will last. It makes you really stop and think about it. And that's why John said, Little children, keep your heart from idols. Don't let your heart go after anything but God. Heavenly Father, I pray that you would bring this personally in our lives, that we would, 
Know the joy of loving you with all our heart and all our soul and all our mind. Lord, thank you for being at work in our lives to show us that our idols will fail us. Lord, I pray that we would allow your Spirit to do its sanctifying work in our lives for your glory. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.